Okay. Samacham at base on the bottom line, the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh things that we mentioned in the Mishnah that were because of Darche Shalom, number four is here. I put a number four in the margin, and uh, we'll number each one in the margin, so it'll be easy to find it. So this one was Mitsuda, um, traps uh, of wild animals, birds, fish that people set out. Um, apparently, if you're not the person to set it out, but you take from it, there's Gezel because of Darke Shalom, and then came along Rabiosi and said it's actually Gezel Gamor. Now, what type of traps are we talking about? Um, if it's the type of trap that's be Ozli ve Oari, uh, Ozli is a, nai, uh, a, a, a net or some sort of, uh, like these Chinese finger torches where the fish will swim in but can't swim out. In other words, it, it catches it in a toich, in something. Kuli there, There's no mach locus there, that since it has a toch and a person set it out, that whoever set it out, it's theirs. And if you take it, that's for sure stealing. Kipligi, the mach locus is the lechi and kukri. Uh, like it would be hooks, cookery is some sort of long string that had uh, sharp things on it, hook-like things on it. Um, there's nothing that the animal is going into. It's just getting stuck there. Not inside of something, but just stuck because of, let's say, a hook. That's the case where the person set out the hook, it's not really necessarily theirs. It hasn't been coined it yet. Somebody else shouldn't come along and take it because of Dark Sholem. It must be something like, like today would be a, you, an issue that you have to get a license, for example. There were you have to, no, have to set your traps. We didn't have things like that. Then. Right. You know I mean? You're saying if you got a license, maybe... If you, if you don't have permission to set it up, and so, you know, the, the waterways are public. So they would laugh at us. What do you mean by permission? So it's just a robin. Everyone has permission. It's just a robin. Countries, yeah, country, okay. countries have infringed on <laughs> personal rights. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it could be enough if you got... It, it, I assume if the Starkist tuna company set out uh, traps, then they probably set out traps more like nets than hooks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The fifth thing was if you have a cherish shaiter katzan, things that they find, uh, you can't really just like grab it from them because of dark Shalom Rabbi says no. If you take it from the begezel gamor, I'm Rav Rav it just wants to note, and I believe this goes on the three cases where Yossi said that it's Gezel Gamor, which sounds pretty serious, that, yeah, Gezel Gamor, but Gezel Gamor midirabanan, or midivrehen. It's only a dirabanan. Uh, it's not like Gezela deraisa. Lamaynaf, you know what difference does that make? It's still Gezela. Well, it makes a big difference. Uh, would you be able to go to the court system to have it returned? According to the Rabbanan, um, y- you can't because it's not really stealing. According to Rabbi it would be considered gazelle enough that you can have the courts step in and have the, um, in this case, like the thing that the Cherish Shaita found be returned to the Cherish Shaita. So basically, it's a Chet Mishamayim. It could even be a Chet down here, but uh, unenforceable according to the Rabbanan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Wade Sadik doesn't exactly want to have many of those on his resume. <laughs> Then you got uh, the next case, the sixth case, which was, uh, I guess the easiest way to get olives off the olive tree is uh, to go up on the top and shake a bunch of the branches from the top. So you have a poor person who's up there, uh, and all these olives are falling down. So uh, you didn't acquire the olives yet. You shouldn't take it because of Dark Shalom. Biosi said it's Gezel Gamor. Tana. The uh, little Brysa points out, though, Brysa goes for seven words, Im Likate Venasan Biyad, 
if uh, this uh, Ani actually gathered up some of the olives and then like, in his hand like, essentially made a uh, Kenyan on them, then there would be Gezel Gamor if you were to come along and take them. Uh, here's a interesting story. Rav Kahana, who I underlined, Hafei Ka'azil, he was uh, traveling to go to uh, Hutzel, was a uh, town. And as he was going, Chazi Gavri saw this guy, Dave Shadi Ufya. He was um, throwing, Ufya maybe sticks or branches up at the palm tree, Vikhanasra and Tamri, and there were dates that were falling down. What did Rav Kahana do? I guess he liked dates. Azal, Kaminkit Va'achal. He took some of them. And he ate them. Amarle, um, so I guess he said to him, Chazimar de biadai shedisinu. Like, uh, excuse me, Rabbi, I don't mean to like be rude, but um, I actually, I had, biadai did something with his hands. He had picked them up. He had made some sort of sort of formal Kenyan, um, sort of like, Rabbi, those are mine. You can't just take them and eat them. Amarle said back, Rav Kahana, Ma'asre de Rabbi Yoshia, Atta, you clearly are from, that was one of the local areas, the place of Rav Yoshia, and that's why you're pretty, um, uh, you're an expert in halacha. You just look like an average guy, and yet you know the halacha to tell me that. Um, okay. Kari Alei, and I refer to this incident as Vitzadik, Yisai Doilam. Okay. Uh, the seventh and last case that we had in the Mishnah was... Um, Normally, Lekashich and Peya is for brother Jews and sister Jews, not for Skeeter and Tug and the Gentiles. However, if they come and they're collecting also, you don't tell them off, um, make them go away. If it comes to Lekashich Peya, because of Darke Shalom. Tan Rabbanon, remember being a price that goes for just over three lines till the next Mishnah. Which is. Uh, Certainly, maybe not me'ikr hadin in a perfect world, but if there's poor people and there are some Gentiles uh, amongst them, you support um, all of them. Uh, it has to be a situation where it's overall beneficial for the Jewish people. Um, obviously, better if you can support Jewish people, but you support them also. If you have hospitals and there's uh, Gentiles there, you visit uh, both of them. The Kaivrin Mesei Nachrim Im Mesei Yisrael. Rashi is quick to point out, it doesn't mean in the same cemetery, but you deal with, let's say it's a terrorist attack and there's some Gentiles, like, you, you deal with that and, and you're going to meet Nay and all of those though are because of Dark Eishalim, which uh, the Rabbana were very sensitive to keeping harmonious relationships um, with our Gentile brothers and sisters. As opposed to the terrorists who sometimes are our cousins. And uh, maybe we should be as. You know, tough situation, what can I say? <laughs> okay, here's a mission that's going to occupy us until the end of the parak. There are a number of things that Amaratsan are not very careful with. The overall thing we would say it's not very careful with mitzvahs. But specifically, Shemitah, they don't necessarily keep all of it. Um, Tevel, which would be untied produce, so they take they usually take truma, but some of the other afrashas not, and tuma, tumentara, they're also um, not very careful with. You are a religious person, your wife is a religious person, and you have neighbors who are not so religious. They call amaratsim and chaverim. What 
is that relation? Now, really, I guess on a like a strict uh, letter of the law, you shouldn't really have anything to do with them. But that's not good. That's not good for harmonious relationships. And therefore, um, even though you have a religious woman who's very careful with halacha, her friend is not really so careful. And uh, let's say, I squiggle on your line, that's the issue here, shmita produce. You can lend her any sort of clea uh, that she would need to help her with her produce, like a nafa, a sifter, a kavara, a sieve a rechayim, little mill, maybe a hand mill, a tanor, an oven, all those things that you would be using, sort of maybe to be making uh, shemitah produce that you shouldn't be, okay? But what you cannot do when it comes to shemitah produce with her is avalotavor, I underline leitavor, titchan ima. You wouldn't be able to be there together with her at the time that she was doing activities that were probably us, or if it was shemitah produce, um, Low tavor would be like a brera separating or grinding that would not be allowed with the shvi's produce. So you could lend her things, but basically, like say like in English, you cannot lend her a hand when she's doing these things. Period. We had this. We had this part. Some of this in a different masechet, not you know, not so far back. If I'm not mistaken. Could be. It does come up. There's probably a hundred times where the amaratzim with the chaver and what they can and can't do. Here's another issue. Eishes um, chaver. So you have a religious couple. This is the wife. Mashelas laeishes. I squiggle underlined. Squiggle underlined. Am haaretz. So Mrs. Chaver can lend to Mrs. Ama Aretz. Now there's a chashash in this Ama Aretz that she might be tamei. She doesn't like take care of those things carefully, and she might also not be mafresh her maizus properly. So you can lend her a nafar or a kivara, some sieves and sifters. Here though, and I underline these two words, ubayureres v'teichenes, you can, before, two lines ago, we said you cannot do bayure and teichen with her. Here, you can yes do bayure separating, tochen grinding, umiraketes and sifting ima along with her. But what you cannot do is once water comes into contact with it, like because you're making a dough, then it's uh the Kabel Tuma, and then you would have to, uh, let's say, Mrs. Chaver would have to pull back and, and not participate. Aval once the water is added to the flour, Lotiga Ima, don't have anything to do, don't touch anything. Since they are, we don't. We don't strengthen, lend support to those who are doing things that are quite possibly usr. Now, all of these things that you are allowed to do is sort of, I don't know, cold, but you have just the reality of the situation. Why? To keep uh, harmonious, peaceful relationships between uh, neighbors of different uh, religious uh, sensitivities. Or also able to, Maxikin would be like to give a shakayach, maybe even more. Maybe like, hey, uh, Skeeter, can I help you out over there with uh, what you're doing during the Shemitah year? That's what it seems like right now. You could be Yisrael. If you have a brother Jew who's doing something they should be doing on Shemitah, you cannot be helping him out at all. Kama. Vishoylin Bishloiman, you could also, good morning, Father, good morning, Imam, Skeeter, Tug. You could even say, Shalom Alecha, which Shalom as the name of Hashem, usually we don't mention that in the context of maybe a guy, but here you can, Mipnei, Darkei, no pun intended, Shalom.
What is the difference between the first thing of Mashiach Ruti Shalach Haver Tzah? So the second one where it says, Eshet Haver Mashelet Leeshet Amaaret. It would really be. Uh, well, uh, we, we said that you could lend her in the on the fifth line of the Mishnah. You can yes do Bayer and Teichen with her. On the third line of the Mishnah, we had said she cannot do Bayer Teichen with her. Right. And that's the f- question that Gamora is going to ask immediately. Right. Why the difference? Mm-hmm. I think it should be parallel. So, Mishnah Resha, the Resha, which had said. So, the Resha, which had said, um, you can't do Bayer with her because you're being Messiah and Oivri Avera. Umaishna Seifa. Where it seemed to say straight out, you can do Bayer and Teichen with her. Why, why the difference? What's the, the, the reason? So we have Abaye who underlines here, and a line later is Rava who I also underlined. Abaye explains that what's going on in the Mishnah is that when it comes to taking Trumas and Maisris, Rov Ameha Aretz Ma'asrin Hain. Most of them take proper Trumas and Maisris, meaning Truma, Maisris, Maisris, most of them do. Some of them don't, in which case it's only a chashash de Rabbanan. And because of the overriding issue of darche sholem, you would be allowed to help them. However, when we're talking about the chashuda ala shviyas, which was the other case, the chashuda ala shviyas, that sort of indicates that we're pretty sure that it doesn't keep Shemitah properly. And that's why you would, um, that's why there would be a difference in uh, halacha between the two. Rava has a different approach. Rava, we also underline, says, um, let's see the Rashi. I think the Rashi is, it might give away a little bit, but very good. The, the second line before it gets wide in the Rashi, the Ramaskal, Rava Amar, La'oilam, that really uh, the concern is no, it's not majority of them. We don't know. And it's a straight 50 50 suffix, Kemechsal Mechsad, Misafkinan Lu. The Asr Lesayan, it would be for, you not be allowed to help them do, let's say, the Bayer or the Toichain, since it's a 50-50, we don't know, and if they're violating it, it's an Isra Doraisa, not a Dorabonon. Kama. Umasnisen, what's the case of the Mishnah Rav is going to explain? Well, we know that they do take Maestras. Kama. And we're also going to say the Mishnah Zafishitas Rebbe Meir, the Amaars Rebbe Meir, who, and I underline the next line, Shechashud Lechel Peres Betuma. And Amaretz, see, he's not careful to mentara. Vahach tuma vetara de chulin. However, we're not talking about truma or kachu. We're just talking about regular old chulin is only, and I double in on the word, de rabbanan So that's de rabbanan. De tarila yisiru lechol betara. Persons eating their chulin doesn't have to eat it betara. Only betara is required. Elabit truma vekachu milvat. Hilkach. Therefore, since it's in the realm of chulin, which is a basic rule of thumb. We're saying, yeah, things that are Daraisa, there's no Darche Sholem, you can't do it. But if it's only a Darabanan, the Rabbanan have the ability to waive their Darabanan for the Darche Sholem issue. So let's go back into the Gemara now. Rava says, Hachar Mishnah is an Ama Aretz, and an Ama Aretz according, we'll see shortly, the way that Rabbi Meir understands it. Vetuma Tehara, those issues are only de Rabbanan. That's why you can be Baru Teichen with her. Desanya, like we see in this Brisa. Machlokas, uh, what is the defining characteristic of an Amaretz? Two-line Brisa starts here. Ezehu Amaretz. Well, 
doesn't eat their chulin in a state of tahara. That's the issue. It's tumen tahara, but it's only dirabanan because it's only with the chulin. I box Rabbi Meir. And the Chachamim, I left the Chachamim because we're really just focusing on Rabbi Meir. The Chachamim say, Kol she'eno ma'aser peiraisav. Doesn't properly give Maeser Rishon and Maeser Sheni. But according to Rabbi Meir, the issue is, doesn't eat their chulin v'tara. Okay. The problem with this is that if you keep reading in the Mishnah, v'hami dikatani seifa, here's a quote, essentially the next line of the Mishnah, mishetatu l'samayim loitiga ima. That's what we said we have to start getting concerned. Once the water touches the flower and then it's been machshu the kabbaltuma, then you can't, like, you back away. You don't have any uh, physical activity together helping out the uh, Mrs. Amha Aretz. Michlal, well, that implies that the Reisha, the earlier part of the Mrs. Amha Aretz, lave tumataraskinan. It's only a tumatara issue once the water hits it. But beforehand, it's not a tuma and tara issue, which would be a question on. Rava, Rava said it's a Tumantara issue. It can't be Tumantara issue. There's no water yet. It wasn't Makshadu Kabbal Tuma. Well, answers the Gemara, it's actually true that the Seifa is talking about Tumantara. And the Reisha also. When you say that Reisha, meaning that the second and the third case. Seifa is the third case. Reisha is the second case. Reisha v'seifa v'tuma v'tara. Why then a distinction? Colon. Reisha where we said Mrs. Religious One can help out Mrs. Amaaretz, that's Tuma in the realm of Chulin. Tumas Chulin. I doubt not Tumas Chulin. Whereas the Seifa, where we say, oh, don't help her at all with what she's doing once the water hits it, that's Tuma for Chala. Because remember, whenever you make a dough, you're going to have to take part of it off, and that part has to stay Tahor, namely the Chala. Uraminu. We bring a Tanaic source that is going to be a little bit difficult for Rava. Question on Rava goes for almost three lines and uh, starts over here. Says the Tanaic source, let's say I have migraine and I want to, on some level from the time it gets from my field to my stomach and I'm benching on it, I want to have some sort of interaction with Amara. So what am I, yes, allowed to or not allowed to? Well... Toichnin, I can grind my own grain, which turns it into flour, umafkidin, and then I can deposit it, or I can deposit, it's not a problem leaving it with somebody, even though that somebody is a little bit questionably religious. He doesn't maybe keep Shemitah properly, he doesn't maybe keep uh, his Paris Betuma. And uh, the issue is over here. Well, is he going to be like fondling around with the stuff? Is he going to be touching it? Is he going to be switching it? He doesn't care. You know, that's a religion, but he doesn't care to do that. And therefore, you're yes allowed to do that. Aval, I squiggle on the aval. You would not be allowed to, um, let's say it was their stuff, their grain, their produce. Lo le'oichleishvies, you wouldn't be allowed to do it for those people who... Uh, they're not careful with the Shemitah halachas. The Lola Ochle, and here's this is pretty important for us. I thought on the line, Peroi Sehen Be Tuma. Huh. Okay. So if it was, let's say, the grain of these people who probably are not keeping the halacha properly, it would be usher to help them in any way in their Avera. Now, the, the Mishnah had said, I think, Toichenesima. You, you could grind with her. But over here we're saying that you cannot help them in any way, and it's because their paris are bituma. Question on Rava? 
interestingly enough, who was the other opinion of Rava? It was Rava and it was Abaye. Who comes to defend Rava? Abaye. Amar Abaye, he says, that's not a question on Rava, because Hasam, that Bryce that we just finished, the first three lines on the page, that is talking about a different category of person. Bekohen that's different. If you have an Amaretz whose name is Smith or Jones or Horowitz for that matter, then everything that he's doing is Bechulin. Once you're dealing with an Amaretz named Cohen, he has Truma. The Truma has to stay Tahor. And it's actually Asr to make it Truma. That's the case. In which case it goes from being issue of Truma Tara de Rabbanan to being an issue of Truma de Oraisa. That's why. You don't take any of their stuff. Not their stuff, you do not deal with it at all because of the Tuma concern. Because it's a Kohen. Okay, well, if it's a Kohen, Ihachi, we had said the first line, that I can grind my stuff and deposit it with them. Who's the them? It's that Amaretz who's a Kohen? How could that possibly be? Ihachi, uh, I put one word like a phrase marking, Mafkidin? Like, question mark, comma? Uraminu, but we have a Tanaic source that seems to indicate that that would not be the case. This um, Tanaic source, this Bryce, it goes for two lines, and it, uh, again, seems to indicate much differently than that. It says, Mafkidin Truma Eitzel Yisrael Amarez. Let's say you have some Truma. You're a religious guy. You got to keep your Truma when waiting for a Kohen, but you don't know where the Kohen is. So you can put it, give it to Amarez. Yeah, as long as the Amarez is a Yisroel, the Loet Salkohen Amaretz, but not with, as nice of a guy he might be, he's an Amaretz, and he's a Kohen, Kohen him no, that's my stuff, that's basically mine, the, the likelihood that he might come to touch it, or move it, or switch it, that, that is really a concern, so then, how do we say in the first line, that you could, yes, be Mafkid, the stuff with him, if we're being Mike him the case, as an Amaretz who's a Kohen, Amar so Rabbi explains what's going on here. Hacha b'mayaskinan. What is the case? You basically gave it to him in a protective case. What was the Gemara's protective cleave for Truma? That's like impenetrable for Truma. You make it a, a klicheres mukav uh, you basically totally seal inside of a klicheres. Klicheres isn't metama from the outside. But klicheres hamukav tzmipsil. That's the case. Okay, so there's like really nothing you can do to it. He's not going to smash it open. Well, he might not be able to do anything, but what about Mrs. Amaretz? She's nida sometimes. A nida is like a very high level of tuma, so much so that if she doesn't even have to touch it, just moving it without actually touching it, would make it tame. So, Valeichu, shouldn't we be concerned here? But it's a, it's a sealed cheres. And it doesn't protect. A mukaf smith sil would be affected inside with the heset of a nida. So, Valeichu shema tisatenu ishto nida. And that would be metame. Ella? I squiggle on the Ella. Rabbi Yirmiya comes with a separate approach. He basically says that the two prices that we started, the first three lines, and then the price a few lines underneath that, are two different categories of payrays. Elamar Birmia Loikasha, Khan, which you'll say is the second brysa, is Bepera Shahukshru. That's produce that you're depositing with them that was already Maksha the Kabul Tumba. It's basically susceptible to becoming Tame. Whereas the first Tanaic source, the first three lines on the Amud, is Bepera Shaloi Hukshru. 
Moshe could like have a dead body touching it and it's not going to become Tamish. It simply never had the water come into contact with it to make it so that it would be able to be Kabbal Tuma. Says the Rashi, right? cross me a couple lines up. Middle of the line is a Dirumaskal Khan. Haditani, the second Tanaic source that said, Ain Mafkidin. Oh no, you can't deposit the stuff there if it's a Amaretz Kohen. That's Behuchsheru. That's where the stuff in question was Makshir, the Kabbal Tuma. So then it's susceptible and you've got to be careful. Whereas the first Tanaic source, Vehaditani Mafkidin, that you can yes deposit it, you know why? Beloy Huchsheru. It was never Makshir, the Kabbal Tuma. Vitravayu, both of them are by Truma, says Rashi. If it's their stuff, you can't do anything with their stuff. Let's say to grind with them or to sift with them. Do I have any idea if it was Machshukabaltuma? If it wasn't Machshukabaltuma? I don't know. And therefore, I'm not allowed to. Uraminu, back in the Gemara, we bring another Brysa, which question is this? The Brysa goes for two and a half lines and starts here. You have grain. You could grind it yourself. That takes a long time. You could bring it to the guy who's got the sign outside his house that says professional grinder. Now, he's also a Kuthian. Okay, can you do that? Yes, you're bringing your wheat to a Teichen who is a Kusi. Oh, who is an Amharetz. What do you have to be concerned about anything if you get it back? Is everything all right? Maybe not. You can assume that the stuff you brought them is the stuff you're going to get back. You didn't switch it with like stuff that didn't have mice was taken from stuff that did have mice was taken. But what you cannot assume is that it's still Tahor. There we have to be concerned, and he probably did because that's what you're having, that he might have touched it. Now, didn't we say again on the first line of the page that you could be mafkid with Ayama Aretz, the stuff you don't have to worry about he touched it, and here you would have to be worried about that he touched it. So what do we say to that? The Gemara says, well, one second. He can touch it all he wants if it was not Machshir the Kabel Tuma. And therefore, hi, my Rumia. The Gemara is like, doesn't even understand the question. Why are you bring this as a Ruminu? Lavu Kimna, didn't we establish it already as being in a case? The Peros, Shaloi Hokshiru, with Peros that were not Masha the Kabel Tuma. So, yeah, if you're not Masha Kabel Tuma, you don't have to worry about Tuma Vitara. Okay, so simple is that answer to the question that we don't understand, like, how did the question get off the ground? Udikaari law, that which it happened to the person who asked the question, or the sheet that asked the question, Maikaari law. Like, what's the Havamina? Well, the truth is, the Havamina is. We're bringing this in not as a, another question on the circuit we've been doing up until now, but as an introduction to a new circuit that we're going to do based on another Brysa, which is like, I guess, totally out, not only out of left field, it's out of the parking lot. Mishum de Allah. So it's almost like we, we've had a number of Brysas that we're bringing. And then we bring a Mace in this Brysa, a Raminu in this Brysa, and we think, well, it's just yet another Brysa. No, no. It's a Brysa, and then we're going to bring another Brysa, which questions it. Here we go. This is what it said. I put that in right angles. That's a quote from the price that we had about five lines ago that we thought we were bringing in. No, we're bringing in for something else. So you can bring them, uh, your grain to grind, and you don't have to have any concern when it comes to Meisters or Shvius that anything was switched or played around with. 
Really? Question mark, comma. And we're going to have three questions now on this principle that you're not concerned that they might switch it. Uraminu, I put a triangle on this Uraminu. Exactly five lines later, there's a word Vatsnan. I put a triangle on that. And exactly four lines later, there's another another a Vahatanya. So we had a Raminu, a Tznan, and Vahatanya. Basically, three Tanaic sources, all of which are going to be questions on that you're not concerned when you brought the Kusi or Ama'aretz grinder that there's no concern for Meiser and Shvius. Really. So let's go to the first one. Amaras Uraminu. What do they do with this Tanaic source? Mishnin, Masechus Demai. Um... Let's say you uh, are more religious than your parents. Your wife is more religious than her parents. Uh, let's say um, her parents are Amaratsim. Nice people, but Amaratsim. Your wife is not. If a person gave to their mother-in-law. They're diving down there, aren't they? So we'll lower it. Uh, sounds like it. So Maser Eshu You know what? When he gives it to her, he has to make sure he's taking all the trumas and maestras, and he gives her uh, um, some produce to take care of. Then when he gets it back, he also has to maestra it again. Why? She wants it to be nice stuff for her daughter's family. So if she finds that the stuff that you gave her to deal with is not as good, she might switch it with other stuff. Good intentions, but it hasn't been meisered properly. What do we see? Chashut for meisered, it's a switchings around. Amaratsim, that is. Well, the Gemara says that's not really a question. Hasam, kidiktani taima. Mother-in-laws sometimes don't let their son-in-laws, but... Sometimes they love their daughters and they love their grandchildren. The reason is, like the Tanakh source itself says, Amra Yehuda writes a hebita kanas bita. She might, you know, meatloaf might not exactly be her cup of tea, but her daughter and their grandchildren, she does want them to have better stuff. U boisha mechasna. She's a little bit embarrassed to tell her husband, well, actually, I switched out that stuff you gave me that was really low quality stuff with better quality stuff. That's the concern. be talking quietly as though we are uh, calling a golf tournament. Okay, so for mother-in-law we understand there's a different issue. La'alma, we're not going to be choshesh. Vehatsnan, there's a Mishnah, also on the third parak of Masechus Demai. goes for almost two lines. Let's say you, uh, you're traveling and you check into the Motel 6 or the Pundik of the time. Hanois and the Pundikis, you go to the, the inn or the motel and there's the lady who's in charge you give her uh, your stuff let's say you have a, a sack of uh, wheat maaser eshu noisinla you give it in maybe she'll grind it for you and uh, you have to take all the trumas and just before you give it to her and then when you get it back veshu noitel hey you have to do the trumas and again so again this is not the mother-in-law This is not the mother-in-law. Because that's the uh, disadvantage of the good acoustics. 
the concern is here, even though it's not a mother-in-law, that she might switch it. The innkeeper might switch it. And we had said, though, that it wasn't a concern of switching for mice or trees. So the Gemara answers, what would a innkeeper like more than to have their customer happy? So Hassam, over there, Moriava Amar, even though she's not a relative, but she'll... Uh, rationalize and say, Barbe Rav, He gave me some sort of like old stuff. I, I would much prefer for him to eat the warmer stuff, the fresher stuff, and, and I'll eat the colder stuff, and then she basically might switch it, and therefore there's a chashash. Vakati, but still, one last question. We're not concerned that uh, Meister and Shrius, when you deposit your stuff with them, that Tanya. The price that goes to the first line on Samach Beis, Ishes Chaver. If you have the wife of a religious guy, Tochenes im Ishes Ama Aretz can yes grind together with an Ama Aretz his wife Bismanchi Tmea when Mrs. Chaver is Tmea. Let's say she's Nida anyway. Avaloi Bismanchi Tahira not when she is Tahora. Um, since when she's Tmea, she basically is very careful, doesn't touch anything that's tahor. She knows not to do that, so we're not going to be choshish that maybe if the water is put in, that she'll touch. She knows to stay far away. But when she is tahira, Roshim ben Elazar, who I underlined, af bizman shehi tmea. No, no. Even when she is tmea, and she's like, there's no concern that she's going to touch anything once the water goes into it. Lo she shouldn't grind with her. Oh, Margaret, here, take a piece. And, and she'll basically like, give it to her. And, and that is a big concern. Give her from what? It's not her stuff, that's her husband's stuff. 2023, this is a little bit strange, but if it's her husband's stuff, she can't just give it to her friend. That's stealing. So she's... Rechoshesh, that she would steal things from her husband. Hashta, says the Gemara. Mignav ganva. And we shouldn't be concerned for a much smaller chashash, which would be that she might switch some of the stuff. Well, no, we're not going to be chashash that she would switch anything. She went to the Bible class. She knows that if you are working with an ox in the field and you're not allowed to muzzle the ox, it has to be able to eat that which you are processing. She's sitting here with her friend Margaret, the religious neighbor. And she's like, I can't give Margaret something? Like, of course she'll give Margaret something. Now, of course, she's not going to switch the produce with the other produce. But as far as giving her a little bit to eat, yeah, she would uh, rationalize that that would be totally okay. Hot cotton.